Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. For some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans. And we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's the coach, Al Gross, with Derek Kennard. And welcome to the show. We have a show today. That is, uh, you know, a little bit of a somber mood uh, with the passing of Dave Durison, uh, a member of Voice America Sports family here uh, on From Under the Helmet with Coach Al Gross and Derek Kennard. And uh, we will surely miss uh, Dave Durison. And today uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of the causes that may have led up to his passing, uh, tragic passing, as he... Uh, uh, by the reports, uh, shot himself in the chest, and uh, he is no longer with us. DK? Yes, it's an unfortunate uh, uh, chain of events here that uh, just taking place. Uh, we hate to short uh, start the show off on a somber note, but, you know, we bring it to you from Under the Helmet, from uh, Derek Kennard and Coach Al Gross here at from under the helmet and please call in with your, with your remarks at uh, 888 uh, what is you have the number up for me big guy no just call in it'll it'll come up on the next uh, commercial yes, also um, from under the helmet what we like to do is bring you a player's perspective uh, Dave Durison I personally uh, knew Dave Durison we came out at the same time in the 1983 NFL draft and I got a chance to meet him back in 83 because we were both safeties. We were both uh, uh, competing at the Combines in Seattle, uh, Indianapolis, and Detroit. And um, back at that time, you spent a lot of time in those facilities and the airports flying back and forth. And that's where you got a chance to meet guys. You got to see their personalities uh, away from the TV screen because, you know, guys are spread out. And he was always a gentleman who was uh, very intelligent. You could tell he was going to be somebody who, after football, uh, was going to be successful in business. He had an economics degree from... Notre Dame Uh, and so um, you know you never know uh, what's going on behind the scenes and uh, it it has to be 
uh, something going on concerning the new studies that have come out uh, by the NFL uh, has donated a million dollars to a research facility to go into the brain studies of former athletes. And what they found is some gray matter uh, once they put dye into the brain of a donated player. Increasingly, uh, as I was reading last night, 10 out of 12 players had this matter. And it it attributes to depression and some other causes of mental illness that uh, we're just finding out as of now. You know, a number of us uh, former players uh, uh, suffer from this same illness that Dave Durson uh, just uh, suffered from, as well as uh, Andre Dirty Waters. And, uh, you know, I, I know I am probably one as well, but uh, I have a, have a different way of handling things. I, I I'm cognitive of some things as well, but you know this uh, this thing is uh, something that we need to really look at and try to do something about at this new collective bargaining agreement that I would like to talk more about in the next segment. But right now, I would like to just take 22 seconds out for Dave Durson and his family just to uh, to to uh, show our respect to Mr. Dave Durson, please. Well, I, I want to thank you for taking that time out for Dave Durson. I have a call in that uh, would like to say a few words about Mr. Dave Durson. Paul, are you there? I am. How you doing, there, Mr. Watkins? I'm doing fine. How are you gentlemen doing today? Awesome, possum. Well, I heard. Well, thank I, you. I, I heard you was with one of my colleagues last night at a, at a banquet. Uh, you had a banquet last night, big guy. Yes, you know I'm, I'm on the banquet tour right now for my uh, <laughs> my pop Warner kids. Uh, last night I was invited to uh, to speak and enjoy the evening with the uh, Far West uh, Jet. Wow. Um, and uh, Mr. Seth Joyner was. Uh, was the guest speaker, so he came in and talked to these uh, these uh, young fellows and uh, did a put on a nice presentation. Um, That's nice. Yeah. That's okay. nice. It was good to get a call from Mrs. Watkins, and she she tried to rattle my cage about how, how she had him on the line. So I, him and I had a chance to talk for a few moments, and it was it was nice here to talk to him. But, hey, tell me about Dave Durson, man. Do you, uh, do you think that there is uh, there's some problems with uh, concussions the, in the NFL with these uh, former players that, that are suffering from this, and, and uh, or do you think there's anything to no, I, I definitely think there's uh, there's issues. Unfortunately for Dave and, and players in his day, there wasn't enough attention that was drawn to the situation. Um, yes. Now, you know, everybody's trying to backtrack and, you know, get more information and help the players that are in now. I mean, it's, it's, always, go, it's always going down to, the, to the, the kids that are playing Pop Warner up to high school and college. You know, it, it, it's, becoming a, it's becoming a major issue. And now they're talking about, you know, legislation and putting all things in place. But, unfortunately, you can't go backwards. Right. And, you know, the thing that, uh, Paul, is that we live in a society of the United States, and we're a fix-it-after-it's-broken 
a society here. We have to have the tragedy, such as uh, things that happen to guys like Dave Durison, Andre Waters. We have the high-profile uh, quarterbacks and players who are suffering concussions, and they're making um, these players sit out now because they are seeing that the studies are in their infancy, but we're finding out that – these things have been going on along for a long time. And like you said, you, you being in Pop Warner football, it starts when kids are playing at 10 years old. Uh, they go through high school, college, and the pros. And when you think about it, you know, somebody like myself playing six years in the league, I actually had 18 years of football under my belt. And I can count, you know, a couple of those concussions in high school and college to go along with about another eight to ten in the pros. And that has a bearing, has to have a bearing on what happens. So um, uh, it's, it's better late than never in a sense that we are doing the studies now. The NFL has given a million dollars to the research center to conduct the study to find out how they've done it. They've given a lot of money uh, also to the helmet manufacturers uh, who uh, are, are definitely uh, trying to make head, headway. But I don't believe, DK and Paul, that uh, they're doing a very good job with these helmets. Paul, I got something to say on that, man. This, uh, they have a lot of different helmets out now, other than Rydell and I've and, bike. and they have bike out. But uh, back in our day, it was only Rydell. And I tell you what, uh, the, some of the helmets that I see the the current players have, I have in my in my trophy case as a replica of a helmet. And these helmets are shams. It's a, a run amok, run astray. It's, a, it's 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 no good, man. This stuff that you that I put in my in my trophy case and you got a kid wearing these helmets going out there running as fast as these kids running now and knocking the snob knockers out of each other what do you what do you think about the manufacturer part of this well they're they're doing it they're doing a better job i mean they um they they're doing it they're doing it late but albeit they've come out you know they got four different different models of helmets now i just uh i just had a meeting um with some of the top executive at dick sporting goods and uh, they're going to carry, uh, they carry Rydell, they carry, um, they also carry the shut helmet. Shut helmet is probably number one right now, isn't that right, Paul? Yeah, they've, they've made some, they've made some big improvements on their helmets. So, I mean, it's a, uh, it's, it's a contest right now to, uh, to get back in the game. And, you know, the bragging rights are, they make, they make the best helmet. But out of all that, out of the competition, uh, players are starting to see some of the benefits. You know, the, the problem is, I mean, at the NFL level, of course, they're going to get, the best equipment in, in most of the bigger uh, Division One schools, they're going to get it. But along the high school level, um, with the budget cuts and everything else, these kids aren't getting the type of equipment that they need. They should all be getting the air helmets or have access to them, which, which, which probably just the quarterbacks and the skill players yeah. or the top players get. And, uh, you know, that's going to be another issue. You know, it just comes down to economics. Yeah, and, and you know, Paul, the, the, the some of the studies that I've read is that they're making the helmet lighter. And for a kid that's 8 to 10 years old or in high school, that is a very important uh, uh, aspect because the helmet being heavy has led to a lot of pain 
uh, kids becoming paralyzed. And that has happened uh, to me uh, involved in a tackle where a kid hit, hit me with his head down and he was paralyzed for life. And they're trying to take that aspect of the game away. Now, when you get up to a college and pros, that lighter helmet and those collisions uh, on the field uh, are translating into my, in my personal opinion, into more concussions and uh, because you got a player who's bigger he's not he's been training for his neck and everything but when that high speed collisions uh, start to happen you got a lot of guys a lot more guys seemingly getting knocked out right now so it seems like we've traded one side for the other and we still need to do some more research to come up with a better helmet yes we do yes we do well Paul I want to thank you for uh, for joining us and uh, man feel free to call in anytime big guy on Mondays after six okay hey not a problem you know just one more thing you know you know we're talking about these concussions this year mm-hmm. uh what we did for the first time last year is uh we took about 250 kids and took them in there to have uh preseason they had impact concussion testing prior to nice. that gives these kids an opportunity to have in case something happens to them they've got a baseline that they can draw on we're going to try to increase that a little bit more this year i think we were the only ones that did that in youth sports that is and outstanding so, so with that, gentlemen, I will let you go. Thank you again for having me on my show, and I'll be calling it again. Hey, All thanks, right. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you put that, Paul. <laughs> thanks, man. I appreciate it. Take care. All right, All right man. Oh, well, we are going to step away and have you come back. Uh, don't you go away. And uh, we'll see you back in a few minutes when we continue from Under the Helmet with Coach Al Gross and Derek Kennard. Bam! Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's more than a sports show. Tune in every Friday for End of the Bench with Tony Bowie. Tony knows and does it all. Whether it's sports, business, or politics, the discussion all comes to focus in one place. You'll hear from the personalities as well as the everyday people, each bringing their own perspective to the discussion. This is a weekly forum that you'll want to be a part of. End of the Bench with Tony Bowie airs live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. 
Voice America Sports. are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Coach uh, Al Gross and Derek Kennard. Hey, man, we want to continue on uh, for, with uh, talks about the NFL. Right now we have the NFL uh, owners and as well as the uh, Players uh, Association is uh, is in a collective bargaining uh, fight for for the, the rights of the players and, 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 and revenues from the, from the owners. And we want to, uh, we as the players want a fair, want a fair shake at everything and uh, as well as the, as the benefits as, uh, as comparable to NBA, Major League Baseball. You know, a, there's a lot of issues at hand at the table, uh, other than that, 50 50 split of the revenues of the revenues and the sharing of all the, the uh, of the uh, profit sharing as well as the TV rights and man there's a whole lot of money on the table and there's a whole lot of discussions about a number of different issues and I know that the big sticking issue for you coach Al Gross is the uh, benefits for our players right now our players when they're done they don't have any benefits as far as health care uh, and they have all these different issues and you know with, with a player like Dave Durson you know he's uh, he's gone now uh, he donated his brain to uh, to uh, uh, to research uh, and uh, it, it's really unfortunate that concussions and, and the lack of health care has uh, lead so many of our former players to to a tragic death like this. Uh, you have any thoughts about <clears throat> where uh, what direction are we going into with uh, the collective bargaining agreement with the, uh, uh, the the benefits of the players? Uh, are we going to see any benefits for the players of former players as well as the uh, the current players uh, are going to need some additional benefits as well? Yes, I do. I think there will be some improvements made. Number one is because Roger Goodell has stepped in and taken over as the commissioner, and he frankly has been embarrassed by what he's found once he's on his once he's taken over from Paul Tagliabue. Uh And it does not make sense for nine million nine billion dollars mm-hmm. in revenue to come in each year. And for football, the number one revenue-generating sport, the number one pastime of Americans today, and it does not make sense for the most physical sport of all the major sports to have the worst health care and the worst retirement benefits of all the sports in the United States. And that goes to hockey and probably, uh, I would probably have to say the Olympics, if they probably take care of you better if you're an Olympic player or somebody in the Olympics. But I'm just a little uh, uh, touched by it because I am personally have been affected by it. Uh, I know that uh, you look at some of your peers, uh, say a guy like Earl Campbell, who is uh, basically uh, not able to walk with knee replacements, and to know that the NFL, along with the panel of players and 
staff of owners. There's six people that sit on a staff that yay or nay, whether or not you're going to be disabled. Now, you can be disabled by the public health system and be, become disabled by the state. But you go before that panel and you will not be able to retire under the NFL retirement because the panel will deny you. And the Players Association spent $7 million in attorney fees denying players' claims and their uh, and their um, appeals to mm-hmm. being turned yeah. down. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm going to sound off on this. It is almost criminal to set up a system where you know that the players are going to get turned down over and over again. And we've gone through three collective bargaining agreements under Gene Upshaw, and i got to call it the way it is. Gene's watch allowed this to happen. Yes, it did. Now what we're seeing is players dying from mental health issues because there is no mental health help. And I've tried to get some mental health help years ago. Mm -hmm. When you go through that period of being real high from playing the game, Mm -hmm. you come back to real life. There's a depression era. There's a depression period for all players. You can lie and say you don't have it if you want to, Mm -hmm. but you cannot get 80,000 people screaming your name when you run out of the tunnel in real life. And it is a down point that you're going to come across. These things have been found to be attributed to concussions in in parts of the game. Players are walking around in pain, and when you cannot get the proper medical treatment, and you cannot, and you are forced to go out and try to work when you are, you know, don't have knees mm-hmm. or your back or neck is doesn't function well. You cannot sit at a desk, and they tell you you can, and your wife has to help you get up from the table after eating and doing stuff like that it is a crime to let this go on any longer and there needs to be something done so that's my piece on it dk i'm adamant i'm I'm very passionate about this as you can tell yeah i can tell you very passionate about this for a brother to pass at 50 years old leave his family behind Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of people depending on him but he he felt like he had to end his life and was cognitive enough to donate his brain for research because he knew something was going on upstairs right, right. and there was no help for him. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is this is a really emotional uh, 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 thing for both both Coach Al uh, Gross and and myself. But you know, this is it is so it is so resoundingly true that uh, what you what you speak about the the. The disservice that our former players are being done uh, done to is just—it's just—it's uh, criminal. It, it's absurd. We should not be treated like cattle or uh, and, and put out to the uh, to the pastor to be slaughtered. And, and basically, that's what's going on right now. But, and you know, the thing that I do agree agree upon uh, also is that on that panel of doctors, uh, it's the owners handpicked doctors that are making these darn decisions on these men's lives on whether they're disabled or not. Are you kidding me? A person that has never 
strapped on a helmet or put on a jock strap and want to sit here and tell me that you're not uh, you you're capable of doing this and doing that when you have no earthly idea. Now let me tell you something else from under the helmet. This is from a pl- former player's perspective. Now I was in Dallas, Texas when I was drafted, and they brought in 120 free agents along with the 12 draft picks before the players even hit the field. Now, we had guys who got hurt. They went back on the field for one practice, and they were cut. You can't get well and and get out on the field in one practice and be deemed. But what's happening is if I'm paying your paycheck, and you're the doctor and you're the trainer and the order comes from upstairs to make this guy legally healthy, that's exactly what they're going to do. So what I like is that the new commissioner, Roger Goodell, fired every single doctor that was on the staff who was saying, no, 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 these guys are all, all okay because he saw – down the line that there were going to be a big there were going to be big lawsuits because of this later on now you got guys like Steve Young Troy Aikman a long list of high profile players the career has ended because of concussions uh-huh. you know they told them their own personal independent doctor said you need to stop playing football right now because anything any more is going to jeopardize your your, your career. You'll be walking around a la Muhammad Ali and some other people because of the brain battering and the brain for that many years cannot continue. So we got that happening, and now they're switching gears. We got new doctors on. We got new practices in place where you sit out a few games, which, of course, like Heinz Ward says, they really don't care about you, but they want these 18 games to come in, so they need to show that they're taking care of the players a little bit better with these new rule changes. In reality, it's about the money, and they want two more extra revenue games, and uh, I I just hope that they do the right thing by all the players because we got I'm watching NFL Network and what are they showing during the offseason the history of the game bloopers they go back in time and they're putting on all the clips of old time football of all the players and they're continuing to make money off old play, all, all, all our former players let's give back to where it's what we do Absolutely, I agree with you, sir. And you know, you you mentioned uh, you mentioned about those eighteen games. You know, as a as a as a former player, I say no to the eighteen games. But as a current pl- as a as a, a current fan, I look at it and say eighteen games is, is is wonderful. Why? Listen to this. Those four preseason games is a sham. It's it's it, it, it's a way for those teams to evaluate some talent. Okay, I understand that. Understand this about Dallas Cowboys and the Raiders. They have two scrimmages prior to their first the first game uh, preseason game. They have two scrimmages. So what I'm talking about is this. You got the Cowboys uh, scrimmaging against the Houston Oilers. You got the Cowboys scrimmaging against the the Raiders every summer. They got two major scrimmages before they even go out to their preseason games. So you have to understand. I've I seen all the scrimmaging I want to see by this time. So uh, two two games, 
to evaluate some of these new the new talent that I'm trying to get a look at. Them draft picks I picked. I want to see you perform under the lights, big fella. Go on and show me your dance. Go ahead and do your thing. But 18 games, I'm I, hey, I'm digging it, and as from a fan standpoint, I'm digging it as well. But hey, it's got to be some. There's got to be some compensation on that other end uh, to take care of the players, and also increase that roster from a 53 to a 63 man roster because you're going to have extended amount of injuries uh, included with that 18 game. Well, this is not baseball. This is not basketball. This is not hockey. This is the number one collision contact sport. And it is the worst sport on a person's knees that you could ever play. Agreed. And this is not a sport that you can keep extending out, 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 and out. And then you're watering down the comp- you're watering it down, in my opinion. And then you add on to the team that wins out of that those 18 games, tack on another two or three games plus. We're going year-round now. We're already talking about the combines, the draft. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, the organized team activities and all that. So we don't really need two more games. We need to just eliminate two of those preseason games and don't make the fans pay that same price. All right, we're going to take a break and come back to you with some college uh, NFL combines and from under the helmet. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You 
are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach, Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7trey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from uh, with, from under under the helmet with Derek and Arthur, Coach Al Gross. We have a number of issues to talk about uh, going into this next segment, but I would like to put a closure to that CBA uh, the deal that we talked about in that last segment. Man, you got heated and and beat it uh, and, 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 and mistreated on that last one. Let me start talking about retired players. I'm, 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 I went through two strikes, DK, yeah, yeah, yeah. and to see uh, yourself lose game checks back in the day, yeah. you know, what Nike the money was now, right, so you really right. had to sacrifice and to see it come to where it is now it just it just it makes no sense but uh you know that uh mentioning about the the cba i think uh we had a a a tremendous and and very positive development with this arbitrator coming in to help get the size spurred on to getting a deal done uh it's non-binding but we know that uh they have been at the table talking six eight six hours the last three days and you don't sit at the table six eight ten whatever how many hours uh if you're not getting something done so that remains to be seen i mean that remains to be seen what they will come out with now just like in when you and i went through negotiations and some of the negotiations that are going on now once you break break your side out to the media the other side because of public opinion and that's what this that's what's going to win this battle they've always won the battle one side or the other has come down to the fans and public opinion about who's being greedy and what side is being greedy the billionaires or the millionaires uh so uh, and when you take the media out of it and you keep everything closed mouth after the meeting, this is the most productive situation possible. And the gentleman that they have in place now is very well respected. He's he's negotiated NBA, Major League Baseball and hockey. He's mediated on all those fronts. So the guy knows what he's talking about. He's got history. And, uh, uh-huh. and, and we couldn't ask for a better situation yeah. right now because they were not talking at all prior to this. Right, right. Now they're at the table, they're talking, they're having discussions and they're trying to get rid of all that rhetoric that was going on by the, the degradation of Mr. Manning, the, the the young man that had Richardson that had something to say that was uh, derogatory towards Mr. Mr. Manning uh, about about uh, his about his intelligence of, of reading reading a a, a, a spreadsheet a financial spreadsheet, and that was uh, that was only uh, only a, not only a slap at him, but the entire uh, NFL uh, Players Association. It, it's just a total slap in the face to all of us players. Uh, you want to sit there and call Mr. Manning a dumb dumb, and uh, and right in his face, uh, you, you're doing it to all the rest of us as well because he's there representing us. Oh, you're talking about Tony Richardson and Peyton Manning being on the, or is it Peyton Manning or who's that? No, on it was uh, the, 
the one of the owners on there was, was his name is Mr. Richardson. He had something negative to say towards Mr. Manning. Uh, you talk Tony Richardson is a former teammate of mine from the Dallas Cowboys. He was on the practice squad back in the day when uh, we had to breastfeed him along. But no, not that Tony okay, Richardson. Okay, because he's on the panel. He's on the representing. He's on the player. And I understand that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the Richardson I'm talking about is part of the ownership of one of the teams. Now moving forward, we want to move on to. Uh, college football and uh, pushing into the NFL Combine, which starts this week. And we got guys flying in from all over the country, going to Indianapolis to get ready for this big old Combine that the NFL is holding. And what do you have on the books for your number one picks uh, leading into the first round, uh, Mr. Uh, Coach? What, what? Oh well, you know, I you know, I don't I don't spend a lot of time on that on those. Uh, you know, on uh, those hypothetical drafts because there's always draft day trades. Uh, the person that you think is going high sometimes sits around in that green room and he's waiting at the table for a long time, a la Brady Quinn and some of these other players. Who thought Tim Tebow would go 15 to Denver? Nobody saw that coming. He was projected to go lower. So you never really know who's going. I didn't know anything about these two defensive linemen from Oklahoma and the other kid uh, who went to Detroit. I had no clue. Most of your high-profile players are on offense. And, you know, it, it, you know all <laughs> I, know I got to say feel, is there's, court, there's teams that. that need quarterbacks who are in the top draft picks. Uh, a a quarterback in college may not be the formula for success. So, I'm thinking if I'm uh, the Carolina Panthers and I got number one, the number one pick in this draft, I may go for a veteran quarterback in a trade and trade down picks and swap with somebody in order to get myself two players instead of one. And uh, whatever their need is, uh, aside from quarterback, uh, they've got more. When you win one game, you got a lot of needs. Yeah. Uh, are you you referring to are you referring to uh, uh, Carolina Panthers? Didn't they go two? They win two games this year. Well, whatever they won, Good they were the word. They, if you got the number one pick this, Man. and you got the when you yeah. <laughs> when you come in thirty two of thirty two teams, you, got you need a whole lot of help. Yeah, you and, got and you're issues. in jeopardy if you don't get it turned around. But you know, to to the least credit, you they're not that that bad of a team that. A few players, key players here and there, that they can't, you know, bring themselves back to an eight and eight respectability. Um, the way they're set up now with free agency and the draft, you can change your team's uh, fortunes uh, and, and and move into a, a winning situation. Just like you can go like Dallas and Minnesota from the top and fall back. So uh, I really like the way you're able to, if you're a creative GM and you keep your salary cap uh, situation set up, you can improve your football team. Yeah, but, you know, you know, there's teams that has needs and there's teams that just pick for, for, for who is the best guy on the board. I mean, what is your philosophy as a coach? You, you sitting there and you're saying, good Lord, Cam Newton is the best guy on the board. But I have other needs. Do I go get that D lineman that I need? But Cam Newton is the best dude on the board. Well, I got to go. First of all, 
as you saw this past season, if you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't matter what you got around them because if you can't score points and you can't move the ball and a guy can't lead your football team, it doesn't matter what kind of defense you got. It doesn't matter what you got. You're not going to win in today's football. So first you got to address the quarterback situation. (laughs) Then, my opinion, you need to get the offensive line together because no back – no quarterback, no receivers. You can't have a car and not have a motor, and you got to have an offensive line. Then you got to be able to stop somebody. So uh, the formula for success to me is in the draft, we address the key issue of quarterback, and then we have got to fill holes through free agency and through the draft to get what we don't have. So we um, so you the say best we, player. No, you don't take you don't take the best player if you don't need him. If you already got bread in the in the in the cupboard, you don't buy and stick it in the freezer. You get something that you some meat to go with it that you can put on that bread and eat right away because you can't eat bread sandwiches by themselves. Now you know you you done took it to the food. You know I'm all right. <laughs> you done took it to the food. Boy, you on my topic right now. You got to back up. I agree though. You you got if you got a quarterback, you okay. You got you have to go after some other needs like a D lineman, offensive offensive lineman, or some DBs or linebackers, or whatever your needs are. And uh, uh, if you don't have a quarterback, you need to get a quarterback. Are you going to be out there naked and bare without a care, big fella? You, you agree? That's right. Oh, now, now uh, I I also know that the Cardinals need a quarterback, and I know they want Mr. Cobb, and uh, uh, but uh, Cobb got a, a pricey price tag on him right now to get him, and they're trying to keep him in Philly, and he has uh, he has stated emphatically that he does not want to leave. Oh, he does want to leave and does not want to sit behind Vic. But you know, Vic gets hurt because he's always taking off with the ball because he still has, he still get happy feet at times, and then he runs off and get he get hit upside the head. And then there we go. We got we, we get we, his ribs blown up on the goal line that's like he did this year. It, that's what happens, and you know, that's what that's when you need that second quarterback to come in, a competent quarterback. Now right. Cobb looks, looks like he is ready for the prime time show to go to a starting quarterback, and I agree with him. He should he need to make the effort to force that trade. Well, he, he's he's like Carson Palmer. He's under contract, and. Uh, you really cannot force a trade unless he's not in the situation of Carson Palmer in that Carson Palmer has played in the league a number of years. He should be financially set as being the franchise player for the for the Cincinnati Bengals for a number of years. And Mike Brown, he says, I'll retire. And a lot of people say he will retire rather than go back to Cincinnati. There's a lot of stuff going on. T.O. was on TV talking or opening his big mouth about uh, it's Mike Brown and that people want out because of Mike Brown. But you take uh, Kevin Cobb, it's his third year. Yeah. Well, he, he's not going to retire. So the Eagles, in today's modern football, you cannot be caught naked without a competent, like you said, a competent backup quarterback. So do the Eagles have somebody that they can replace Cobb with if they do make a trade? That is the question. What are they going to do if they if they lose Cobb to the to the to a trade? Do they got somebody in the backup? 
Well, see, that's 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 something they would have to develop during training camp and or during the off season. They can they can make some moves like that to do that. That's that that shouldn't be a problem or issues. But you know, I'm looking at the Cardinals. The Cardinals need a uh, they need a starting quarterback. They need a guy like Cobb. Who is the other guy? Is it uh, Buller? Uh, uh, Kyle Buller. Kyle Buller is is he the next guy in line for the Cardinals to get well, just they, in case Cobb is not available? Oh, they, they were also talking about Mark Bolger, who was. Bolger. Who was the uh, who was the backup quarterback for the uh, for the um, uh, he was the starting quarterback for the Rams? They're talking about him because he sat out with injuries the last couple of years. Him being a guy that could run the Cardinals type offense, but uh, I don't you know it, it, Rod Graves is going to earn his money this off season. He's done a pretty fairly good job uh, with this. Uh, team in the past. Uh, he made a mistake with this last year, but his job could ride on who he gets for this uh, offensive qu- uh, court, qu- quarterback job this year for the Cardinals. Okay. Well, listen here. We want to do this. We want to take a tic-tac and come right back and from under the helmet with Coach Al Gross and Derek Kennard. Bam! <laughs> to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports we some hard hitters we some hard hitters hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show your hosts are nfl veterans mark mcmillan and co-host byron evans it's an hour of hater free radio every week You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football related topics on the program from Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach, Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7trey at yahoo.com. 
Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under, under the Helmet with Coach uh, Al Gross and Derek Kennard. Hey, man, we, let's recap uh, all the things that we discussed today. Uh, first thing we talked about was the, the concussions things with, uh, with Dave Durison that happened this, over this past weekend. Uh, you know, of course, he uh, took a shotgun wound to his chest and, uh, uh, and uh, uh, suicide, but he's donated his, uh, his brain to uh, research. Uh, we we know that there's a lot of issues that need to be discussed during the collective bargaining agreement. We need to get them some things done and handled for our players, current players and former players. There's a helmet issue that is, is uh, that is uh, under speculation. And when uh, off air, we talked about how these players aren't strapping up their chin straps. They don't have their ear pads in properly. They don't, uh, they don't even have a helmet that fits the head properly. They, they could just about spin the helmet around the head. These, these, the young, Kids are dictating to the to the to the uh, trainers, uh, uh, equipment managers on what size helmet they need or want. When it should be, they deserve to have a properly fitted helmet on their head. I don't care what kind of dreadlocks or what you have in your head. You need to have a properly uh, a proper helmet on your head before you get yourself hurt, and your future will be in jeopardy. Yeah, and you know, I want to give a, a, a props to Paul Watkins, uh, who is uh, one of the forerunners here in the Phoenix area of Pop Warner of safety and coaches. Now, we've seen a, a big abundance of new teams and new organizations and, and youth football. And I want to address this to the parents. When you go get your helmet fitted for your son, there are some instances where your kid is fitted by the team, and then there's other instances where the Parents are responsible for buying the helmet for the kids. I'm a coach. I work with kids all the time in youth football all the way up to to the pros. And one thing I see is that helmets that are fitting loose, helmets that don't have the proper ear pads. Uh, When you buy a brand-new helmet, it is like a brand-new pair of shoes. It is not necessarily going to feel comfortable right away. But once you get used to the helmet, fitting snug, it will be second nature. So when the kid tells you it's too tight, maybe it is a little too tight. But when you go into the game and you got a helmet that's fitting loose, that just means uh, that you're, you're, you're putting your child at risk. Uh, we need better training f- for the coaches to know what a, what a helmet that fits is because a lot of our parents who are stepping in as coaches didn't necessarily play football, and they're not they're not knowledgeable. So, you know, I like to see the uh, the little bit better. Uh, oversight on helmet fitting as being part of the criteria for kids before you suit up on and get out there on the field your helmet has to be inspected also right on the next topic we covered today was the cba of the nfl and so we know you got into a really heated discussion with me about about uh the, how uh unjust the the nfl has treated our players over the over the the, the, the years and uh it boy we sure need to get these things rectified so we are able to function after the game and that's the that's an important entity yeah, there's just entirely too much money. $9 billion is a lot of money. And if you can't seem to find a way to take care of uh, current and past players out of that pool of money, shame on you, NFL. 
Yeah, and you mentioned about how the NFL is constantly making money on the former players. I just watched myself on Super Bowl Thirty being played uh, a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, so was you getting was, one of them uh, snob knockers yeah, on one I, of the plays for Emmett? Yes, I had me a couple of them. <laughs> and that was lovely to see. I, I, that was the first time I've uh, I've ever watched the game since uh, Super Bowl Thirty was played. I've never seen the game until the other night, so yes. it was it was it was a lovely thing to watch. Now the uh, other thing we covered is uh, the collegiate players that's coming out and going into the NFL with the combines coming this week. We got players from all around the country is flying into Indianapolis for the combine, and it's a it's a, a it's like a cattle show. This you know how all the guys look good in a pair of shorts. And I see, I seen guys like uh, 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 Deion Sanders going in ooh and ah the, the folks there with his four, with his four one speed or four two speed, whatever he ran on at the combine. I know it's one of the fast, one of the one or two fastest times ever ran at the combines. But everybody to me looked good in a pair of shorts. But you know, it's about putting on them shoulder pads, man. What you, what you, uh, what kind of football knowledge do you have? Uh, do you understand the scheme of the game on how we trying to set up? these plays on these runs to set up this play action that you think this play, this play is going to be a run it turned out to be a play action and pop goes the weasel we just took you deep <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well you know baby. every year every year you know when we used to be in Cleveland and we used to always see these big guys come in with all these muscles. They're lifting over three, four hundred pounds, four, five hundred pounds on the bench press. And when it comes time to line up against that 10 or 12 year veteran, that's kind of like losing some of the top body. It's a, it comes down to technique and mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, these combines are good to go along with film and uh, it kind of gives you an idea on who the pure athletes are. You can you can see a lot of things a player doesn't have, don't have, uh, that are maybe at some of these big <laughs> schools that, that when he gets there he can't turn his hips and backpedal. There's been cases like that, or a guy with tremendous speed and drops the ball. So you got to be a, a a a total you know football player. And there's different philosophies out there. We can take an athlete, turn him into a football player. And then there's guys that we want them ready to play football when we get there. So, well, coach, how much, uh, how much uh, emphasis do you put on the uh, the Wonderlic test that uh, that tests the guy's intelligence? Uh, what's going on inside, in between them two ears? Uh, can he? translate what was done in the classroom out there on the football field. Uh, do you put a lot of uh, uh, emphasis on, on uh, the no, Wonderlic no, test? No, I don't put a lot of, I don't put a lot of t- uh, uh, credit on that Wonderlick test because if I'm going to hire a guy in the first few rounds, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hire an investigator, which a lot of these teams do, to go around and check his character. And let's see what he does off the field. Let's talk to everybody around him, see what kind of work ethic. Was he a type of guy that, burst, that was the first one out, last one to practice and first one gone? And he relied on a natural ability. I'm going to shy away from that guy. If he's a guy who is, wants to know everything, he's, he spends extra time, and he has talent to go with it, that's the type of guy I'm looking for. So the Wonderlick test, I mean, did the guy study? Did he miss assignments during his college time? That'll tell you. And also, before we uh, uh, move on, DK, 
the salary, rookie salary cap is another issue that uh, there's going to be changes made. It's just a matter of how much because it makes no sense for a rookie to become out of college without playing a down of pro football to be the highest paid player in the NFL like it's been happening over the last five or six years. That is something that needs to be changed. I agree with you on that on that topic, but I, uh, uh, on the on the sal- uh, rookie salary. But I don't agree with you on the Wonder League test because if a guy got to get out the uh, get, leave the classroom and get out there on the field and he don't understand and know the play, I don't want him in my huddle. Get out of my huddle, rookie. You need to go back and get in your playbook and understand what's going on out here. We don't do repeats in the starters' huddle. You got to understand what's going on around you. Fix yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Fix yourself right now, this minute. Listen, I wanted to uh, thank you for coming out and, and uh, uh, men just spending this whole season with me. And we got uh, uh, Hitman Sports is coming on, and you got all those wonderful things going on with them. As I uh, and I'm, I got ProEdgePerformance.com. Check them out out there in Dalton Chandler on the on the southeast side of the valley. And also in a marriage mission outpatient program out in Mesa, Arizona. Give them a look up as well at marriagemissions.net. Well, this is the end of a great show, but, uh, uh, you know, we once again, we agreed on some things and we disagreed on some others. And I tell you what. That's what makes it from under the helmet because we not gonna always agree, but we agree to disagree. And you know, I enjoy doing the time with you on this show, DK. Right and on. And we DK, hope like everybody else enjoys us and come back next week as we have more subjects to talk about on from under the helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. Yeah, baby. Thanks for joining us for From Under the Helmet. Derek Gennard and the Coach Al Gross will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from under the helmet. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.